What have we got here? A comedian. <laughs> you little scumbag! I got your name! I got your ass! And uh, this is uh, KFI, Bill Handel here, on a uh, Tuesday morning, uh, May 15th, uh, as we speak. Uh, there, is, there are demonstrations that continue on in uh, Gaza. Today is Nakba, which is the day of catastrophe. That's Arabic for catastrophe. Yes. When the state of Israel declared its independence May 15th, 1948. This is Brian Suits. Well, I'm not, but he is over here. Brian heard every uh, Saturday and Sunday here on KFI, 10 to midnight on Saturday and 8 to 10 on uh, Sunday. All right. Uh, you have uh, a lot of connections going on in the military and uh, a lot of insight, Brian, to, to what's going in. So let's talk a little bit about not only the military part of what's happening. And it's fascinating, as you were describing with the drones and uh, the way dropping that- tear gas by $50 drone right right yeah. on to Al Jazeera. All right. So what's happening? This is day four. Uh, the, the the deal is the Israelis, when you are in the West Bank in Ramallah and you have a demonstration, the Israelis will bring non-lethal. They'll bring plastic bullets, which are not rubber. Uh, and they, they work by me shooting them off the pavement. And then with a lower velocity, they hit you in the shins. And then you rethink about what your life choices and you go home. Um, you can't do that here in Gaza because this is a board. This is not uh, there. The Israelis are not occupying Gaza. They left Gaza 15 years ago. Remember, this was supposed to end. This crap was supposed to end because they handed it over to the Palestinians. So this is an international border. This is not an and, occupied. And, rec- and recognized yeah. as an international border. And it's, but it's run by a terrorist organization called Hamas. And so the Israelis have made a decision, a national decision, not to treat this like a street protest. This is defense of the border. Um, and it doesn't matter that you're 19 uh, or 29, but if you're waving a machete, chanting, I'm going to slaughter the Jews, and you're and you're trying to break into their border, they're going to treat you like a member of, of an invading army. And the Israelis have not done a good job explaining that to the world. And the, Hamas, as usual, gets to run the table and say, <clears throat> uh, well, we're returning to our homes that were taken 70 years ago. And of course, now they're on the fourth generation of people who don't have, have who have no address, no no idea what address their family left. They they have no clue why why they're living in refugee camps. But they're they're providing photos of dead infants, of course, and children. The whole thing. You're not seeing the vast majority of of the wounded are military age Hamas members, guys with uniform photographs on Facebook, portraits, yeah. and things like that. So the Israelis aren't doing a Real good job. Now, and you made a very good point, and that is here you have a border situation where uh, with Hamas, Palestinians, are trying to breach the border. There's no question about the it. international border. Now, why are they bringing infants and toddlers and teenagers to the border? That's because they don't have smart bombs. That, to them, it's, it's more powerful to have a photograph of a dead eight-year-old than it is to actually you know have a competent military or whatever. They'll never catch up. Or defeat Israel militarily, but they they will yeah. beat them with with a uh, you know obviously with with a, a European press that's barely concealing their anti-Semitism by showing uh, sympathy towards the Palestinians, and the Palestinians know that. That's what's driving a lot of BBC and all that is this under the service anti-Semitism in Europe. All right, so what's the world doing right now? National security. I mean, the Security Council is uh, meeting United Nations Security Council. What we're not hearing is occupation. We're not hearing uh, the settlements being built across. We're not hearing uh, any of that because the border in this case is crystal clear. The world recognizes that this is a true international border. Yeah. 
And, and they're, they're treating it like the Israelis are doing something wrong. And, and, and by the way, at the beginning of this UN emergency session, they stood for a minute of silence for the 55 dead Palestinians from yesterday. They didn't stand up when Assad gassed people a month ago or six months ago or a year ago. There, there's never been a moment of silence at the UN Security Council for, for the gassed 10-year-olds you know, outside of Damascus or whatever, it's it's you can you can see exactly that you can see that the the, the dice are loaded today. The UN Security Council. All right. Well, Israel doesn't pay attention. Obviously, no. this thing is going to peter out. This is going to be uh, a demonstration, if you will, and that's I put that in quotes. That's going to go no place. So what happens? So we just go back to where it was. The Israelis defend the border. A couple of hundred Palestinians are dead. And uh, we start all over again. Well, and here's the backstory that I was telling you. This is hilarious. You're not seeing, I, I scanned across CNN, MSNBC. None of them have caught up to this. But on social media, on Arab Palestinian social media, the word is getting out from yesterday that Hamas owes thousands of people the wound fee. If you get wounded by the Jews, uh, they pay between 200 and 500 bucks. If you're killed by IDF, it's several hundred thousand. Well, they're supposed to pay on demand immediately. Guess, you know, they do funerals within 24 hours, right? You're supposed to pay at the funeral. Hamas is stiffing a whole bunch of families. And the word's gotten out amongst young Palestinian men, don't go. Don't go to day two till they pay up for day one. Hamas is, is, is a victim of their own tactic here. Uh, now, one of the things that has been reported, and I totally believe this, because I've been obviously following this my entire life, is that it's reached a point where you have these young men uh, unemployed, have no chance for a job, yeah. are living in a country, because it is a, a country whether Israel wants to recognize it or not, uh, and with no future. They might as well go down. They, it's like uh, it's like you being trapped by a group of terrorists saying, we're going down, but we might as well kill as many as we can. Gaza and Hamas... <clears throat> Make nothing. The only thing they export are photos of corpses. That's the only thing they make. So for young men, for a lot of young men, uh, that is their way out. That is, that's, you know, their way is to, if you're killed by IDF, you can leave your family a hundred thousand bucks and, and, and go to heaven at the same time. This is, they, they create desperation. Uh, and, and the people who run Hamas, are some of the most yeah. corrupt international so, leaders around the world. And the deal is, if you look on Google Maps, check out the coastline of Gaza 20 years ago, and then check out what's happened since Hamas has taken over. They all live in villas, brand-new Oceanside villas with Mercedes in the driveway since Hamas has been in charge for 11 years. So, so how do you fight that? Well, I'm talking about internally, when you have 2 million Gazanians and uh, no place to go. It's the, it's the dense place in the world. You, they will, their government, Hamas, will not allow anyone to be resettled. Uh, the Israelis offered to actually re to compensate people for lost property. Remember that? And they went around and they threatened everyone when they answered the poll and it came back 90%. Yes, we would take money for our old property from 70 years ago in Israel. The Palestinian Authority uh, suppressed the, the survey. Okay, let's come back. We'll uh, switch gears and talk about Korea. Uh, North Korea, South Korea, and the United States, because uh, it looks like a lot of this is already set in stone. And uh, Brian will join us. In the meantime, uh, there's Jennifer Jones Lee. I remember you when you drank my wine. Why can't we be fair? Why can't we be fair? Why can't we be fair? All right, take a pie handle here. Uh, Tuesday, May 15th, 
Uh, first, we start with a way for you can win $1,000. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword cash to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's cash to 200-200. And if you do win, you're going to get a call from a number you don't recognize, so you've got to pick it up or they'll move on to somebody else. Your chance to win happens every hour, Monday through Friday, starting at 5 o'clock with Wake Up Call, all the way through the Conway Show at 7 o'clock at night. New phone. Who dis? Uh, yeah, exactly. All right. Handle here. And uh, back we go with Brian Suits. Brian, of course, heard uh, every Saturday and Sunday here on uh, KFI, the Dark Secret Place. I even forget what you call the Sunday show. Super Hyper Local Sunday. Uh, yeah, exactly. That, uh, I'm sure you just said something in English. All right. Uh, leaving Gaza for a moment, uh, let's move over to what's happening in Korea, which would be much bigger news right now, but for Gaza. Yeah, and it is. It has far more to do with the world than what's going on in Gaza. That remember two months ago, the word denuclearization was heard through translation out of North Korea. They never, they didn't mean what we mean by that, which means unnuclear yourself or, or whatever. Their, their form of nuclearization means the threat of nuclear war. And so when they say denuclearize, what they've been saying all along is, well, we're going to keep our nukes. That was never a debate. We're just going to promise not to use them. So basically, they're just talking about a treaty, which we know is going to happen anyway. Yeah, we are the ones who who anthropomorphized that word and said, oh, that means they're going to denuclearize. No, no, no. Oh, everybody in a uniform in North Korea above the rank of major is saying, wait a minute. We've been we starved our own people for 20 years to get these. We're not giving them up. You just need to know that right now. And so we're, we're coming around to that. And so the way the deal is going to end up working since the North Koreans have stated themselves that the nukes are only for us, they're not for Japan or South Korea or China. They made that, they said in, in their videos and their statements, this is just for the Yankee imperialists. So we're going to agree that they will dismantle their ICBMs, the ones that could reach the east coast of the U.S. and only have intermediate range missiles. And then we will accept like a cap of 10 nukes. But um, it all comes down to the inspection. It's just like the Iran deal. Mm. And so this is the this is the stiff part. Did the North Koreans allow a neutral party like Swiss inspectors? Because that would be the thing that we need to hold out for. And that's what, what this uh, hey. negotiation is probably going to collapse so, over. Here's a question. Since we know uh, that the primary motivation of the Kims are simply to stay in power. Uh, yeah. That's it. Mm. Uh, if Kim Jong-un is comfortable that we are not going to go for regime change and the world is willing to accept him as the head honcho and not try to change anything in North Korea, does he then move towards denuclearization simply because, like most other countries in the world, like Brazil, like Germany, that don't have the bomb? But, but they, because they never felt an external threat. You know, the, for the North Koreans, you're right, that, that what Mike Pompeo said on Sunday, the Secretary of State, is, look, we're not uh, in it for regime change. We want to sign a peace treaty. We're going to recognize you can live. And that then then we'll give Kim the assurance that, look, we're not going to try to overthrow right. you, go to war, so you can maybe take bring it down a notch. And he's already said that. Then Pompeo offered, you know, infrastru infrastructure development. Oh, yeah, we're, you know, we, we know that's going to have yeah. to happen. And and this is where the Chinese, the Chinese are, you know, the possibility for foreign investment's huge. The Chinese are terrified that we're about to get in there first when the Chinese would probably... Uh, they want to lowball us, and they and they probably will anyway. But but ten years down the road, if what we're seeing, the momentum that we're seeing continues, you might see a North Korean cell phone on the market. 
You might see a smartphone, so, the Pyongyang so 4 So there we go. So w- w- what we're doing is expecting or hoping that Kim simply changes his view of the world, realizing that there really is no threat, because that's the reality. There yeah. is no threat. And that is the source of it, of his dynasty, his theocracy's power and military's power, is they've told their people since 1953 that a permanent state of war exists. So what do they do? How do they transition that well, they did. Well, people, zombies okay. into understanding a world without war? Well, if the Mormons were able to pull it off where polygamy, they woke up in the morning and polygamy was no longer the law of the land uh, because they wanted statehood, and that was overnight. Yeah. Uh, well, why can't North Korea overnight say we have prevailed? You know, you know, the United States has agreed to take our terms. And we'll see. We'll see if Kim has the power of the prophet of the Mormon church because he spoke to God and said... We're not going to be a state if we only, if, you know, with with uh, this this many wives. If Kim wakes up and says, "I've won the war," right? My nukes have won the war. The war is over. So you're going to see a victory parade as, and oh, sure. it's going to confuse us. And that's what this destruction of the nuclear test facility is. It's a celebration. It's not a. He's not giving anything up. It's a celebration of North Korea becoming a nuclear power and winning uh, whatever war. Yeah. Uh, and so okay. American journalists are going to be there, and you can say, "Look what I did! I won!" And you're watching. This is the victory parade when I destroyed this place. All right. Uh, every Saturday and Sunday, Brian suits and uh, Brian. Uh, what do you have going uh, in terms of you talking to the good folks on a personal level? Um, I'm going to be uh, walking our new dog Wyatt later on today on the California Aqueduct. That's it. Yeah, it'll be free if you can find me. <laughs> um, and uh, All right. we will be staying out of your drinking water. All right, Brian. We'll hear from you over, from you over the weekend.